We talk a lot about controversial comics on this show, but what about controversial actors? Let's get into it. By the time you see this, The Flash will be in theaters, but the question is, can you still support an actor that has had so many allegations against them? Stay tuned, because we clearly have a spicy conversation ahead of us, but at the list at number 10, we have a manga-turned-animation-turned-comic book to talk about. Dragon Ball Z, issue number one, coming out in 1998, the first U.S. adaptation of DBZ, with multiple record-breaking sales to discuss. Manga is getting more and more popular out here in the West, so it makes sense that collectors would be picking up those first comic book appearances. We've got record-breaking sales and a strong performer in a 9.8. Let's take a look at those record breakers. A CGC 9.0 sold for $105 back in December. It's up 58%, now selling for $166. And then we have a 9.4, which sold for $310 back in November. That's up 31%, selling for $405. The 9.8 all-time high was $880, and that was just last month. This week, we saw a sale of $800, which is still 6% above the 12-month average on this book. There's only 40 copies graded at a 9.8. And I remember having this comic book as a kid in my desk that was getting all thrashed around, drawn on, because I love DBZ growing up. Why do you think, Jem, that manga is performing so exceptionally well, better than comic books in 2023? Well, I'm sure there are a ton of reasons why it's become so much more popular, but I think one of them has to do with how easy and accessible it is to get into manga. You pick up volume one and you start reading from there, whereas comic books has such a long, vast history with multiple renumberings and volumes. If you are into Dragon Ball Z, there's only a handful of keys really to go after. However, this one is definitely more attainable than some of the magazine appearances. Take a look at Weekly Shonen Jump 838. This is just one of those random ones you need to know because it's the first time we see Dragon Ball in print and it features the first appearance of Goku. Then we have Magazine issue number 43. This is just a Dragon Ball cover. It has a four-page article and preview of characters. And other than that, all you have is the Dragon Ball issue number one, which is the first of the 12 issue series that adapts the original Dragon Ball series into comic books. And it is comic sized, but it's read right to left like a traditional manga. There's also a no price variant, which is considered a preview of Dragon Ball one. Now, where do you think you could find all of the manga turned comic adaptations in one easy to find source? Utilize Kotom 101 on the best comic app in existence. Enhance your comic collecting, your knowledge about funny books. It's called Key Collector Comics. You support the show, but get access to a free two-week subscription of the app. But the primary version, the free version of the app, once you download it, you get access to a vast amount of comic book information. You can catalog your comic books, get suggested pricing, find out what's coming soon in the industry, and support the show. Which brings us to number nine on the list. We've got Thermal Man Spec with Thor issue 168 from 1969. Gem's favorite year. We have the origin of Galactus that takes place between this issue, 168 and 169. And although the origin story really takes off in the latter issue, it does begin here with a fantastic Galactus versus Thor cover. Yeah, this feels like a next best thing type of book. Fantastic Four, 48 and 49 have passed the stratosphere as far as cost. So this one is a cool Galactus cover and the origin, like Tom said. We got a CGC 6.5 selling for $240, 33% above its 12-month average. The 7.0 is up 14%, and the 7.5 is up 39%, selling for 310 
Yo, this book at a 9.8 does not come up often. The last time we saw one was back in 2020 where it sold for 52.80. I suspect, considering that that was basically pre-comic boom when that took place, that if one of these six copies graded at 9.8 comes out to market, we will still see a tremendous record-breaking sale, especially with Galactus imminent. And just imagine when Thermal Man shows up. Now you do have a little bit more time. It looks like the Fantastic Four movie, along with a slew of others from the MCU, has been pushed back due to the writer strike, amongst other things. We already know about the writer strike, but we're finding out the day of this filming that the Actors Guild may join in on those picket lines. We have a slew of movies that are getting delayed, and that means potential drops and opportunity in the comic spec game. Pretty much every MCU movie has been delayed, except for just one. But Captain America, New World Order, which is now Brave New World, that's been pushed back from May 2024 to July 2024. Thunderbolts, now the movie, has been pushed back from July to December of 2024. And the Fantastic Four movie, pushed back from February 2025 until May of that year. Blade just got moved yet again. And it isn't for creative differences. We have it going from September 2024 to February 2025. Avengers Kang Dynasty moved back a full year from May 2025 to May 2026. Thanks, Jonathan Majors. We also have Avengers Secret Wars moving back a year, May 2026 to May 2027. And then finally, the only good news, I suspect the Deadpool producers got excited because they moved Deadpool 3 up from November 2024 to May 2024. They moved it up six months. And we've been talking about Deadpool 3. You got to remember, Ryan Reynolds not able to ad-lib on scene. So we got to really see if that's going to affect that final product. Moving on to number eight on the list, we have Amazing Spider-Man 78. We have the first appearance of the Prowler, Hobie Brown. The Prowler! I want to know, are there any Iron Maiden fans? Every time I see this book make the list, I think of that classic song, and we have multiple grade points moving up when you compare them to the recent 12-month average. It's all because of Across the Spider-Verse and multiple reasons to spec on the Prowler. Light spoiler warnings, but at this point, I feel like I shouldn't have to say it. And because of Across the Spider-Verse, Hobie Brown has become a lot more interesting. You have the regular Spider-Man villain, the Prowler, but in the movie, we have Miles Morales as the Prowler. We have the live-action MCU Donald Glover as the Prowler, and you have Hobie Brown, who is Spider-Punk, one of the standout characters from the movie as well. We got a CGC 4.5 that sold for $125, 2% above average. The 8.0 is up 9%. The 8.5 is up 5%. And the 9.0 up 4%, selling for $725. And at the list of number seven, debuting in 1961, one of the greatest comic book covers and issues of all time. Flash 123, The Meeting of the Golden Age and the Silver Age Flash. We have the Flash of Two Worlds, the beginning of the multiversal concept in comic books. And this seems to be the key issue that the community has propped up as the key to own for this movie. And what's funny, it's not a big Golden Age versus Silver Age Flash movie, but more of the multiversal concept. We got a 1.8, selling for 465, 10% above average. The 2.5 is up 7%. The 3.0 is up 12%. And the 5.5 sold for $1,316, 19% above average. The highest graded copy that exists of this book is a 9.6. The last time we saw a high grade copy sell was a 9.4 in which there are only seven copies in existence. And that happened May 2022 for $19,800. This is a book that's so respected, so beloved, so wanted and important that it doesn't really matter what's happening on the screen, but it's definitely heating up because of the Flash movie. To be honest, the whole multiverse concept seems a little lackluster being that Marvel beat him to the punch in the movies and DC already did 
did it on the CW. Considering The Flash was supposed to come out in 2018, I understand why Marvel may have beat them to the punch, but it still doesn't seem right. But we are going to get a concept introduced in the next Flash movie, despite Ezra Miller leading it. And that's what I wanted to bring this conversation back to, because I took some time last night to just go over all of the controversy Ezra Miller is attached to. And I'm beginning to feel a struggle being excited for this movie, even though it's being touted as one of the best superhero movies of all time. Yeah, it's one of those things. Can you separate the art from the artist? Do you cancel actors based on their personal lives? If we were to do that, we would have never got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Tom Cruise, Stephen King, both went on record touting this as an amazing film, saying Ezra Miller killed it. There's also a lot of people saying that it was so good that it's kind of made the personal life something a bit easier to ignore. I believe people just haven't looked into all of the allegations and the things that Ezra has been tied to. I want to hear from the community in the comment section below. This isn't an easy conversation. It's not an easy decision to make. But I'm going to go see the Flash movie. But I'm not going to see it because of Ezra Miller. I'm going to see it because of Ben Affleck. I'm going to see it because of Supergirl. Val Zod. I'm going to see it because of the crew that put together this blockbuster movie for the comic community and for the world so that they can get enjoyment from these beloved characters. However... I think it's a transitional moment in the DCU. And this is my personal opinion. I hope that we see a new Flash. I do not think Ezra Miller deserves to be Barry Allen. I'm going to see the movie. Definitely not because of Ezra Miller. Definitely want to see Michael Keaton reprise his role. And I want to see what they do with the DCU in the future. At the list at number six, the only Star Wars book to make the hot 10 this week, hot damn. Star Wars Clone Wars issue number one, the first appearance of Ahsoka Tano. And I had the pleasure of meeting Rosario Dawson this past week at Dallas Fan Expo. And I gotta say, I don't really believe in things like auras or vibes, but I'm starting to second guess that after meeting Rosario, it was an incredible moment. It's all about the vibes, Tom. And we're all gonna be vibing with Rosario when the show comes out on August 23rd of this year. We just got that release date confirmation. We've been waiting on that for quite a while and a trailer to accompany it boosting this book up on the hot 10 yet again. We have a 9.4 up 11% selling for 950 and a 9.8 selling for $2,179. That's up 11% where this book was selling under $2,000 all year long. And it didn't stop there. We also have a newsstand 9.6 selling for $2,386. That's an increase of 1%, nearly matching the 12 month average on a very low print pricey comic book. At release, there was only 24,000 and 508 copies that hit the stand. Two more months until the show comes out, so we'll probably see this book show up a few more times, but we know Rosario Dawson is trying to manifest that season two. Number five on the list, Wolverine number one, Frank Miller goodness. And we have multiple books trending above average this past week. And we've brought this to the mic a few times with Deadpool 3 moving up, getting a little closer. Yes, members are buying this book. Also considering... Frank Miller signings, as well as Logan being the primary focus of this movie, has members specking on this as well. However, the prices have been so low that I think members are trying to grab this book now while they can. The 8.0 sold for 150, that's up 36%. The 9.0, 179, up 21%. The 9.4 sold for 220, up 15%. And a 9.8 just hit $850, that's up 21%. And we started covering this book when it initially made the hot list, where it was selling for around the $600 marker. 
And then we have the newsstand in a 9.6, selling for $400, 13% above its 12-month average, but only $80 higher than its standard direct edition counterpart. Now, if these newsstands are going to command a premium, shouldn't it be more than 80? For the first solo Wolverine comic, I say yes. And if you want to support the show, give me an excuse to sing you some funny books every month. I got a packed July, and let's go through it. We have ASM 26, a Peach Momoko trade dress, Death of Kamala Khan, going out one per box. And that's not all. I saw this silk number one cover. Shout out Comic Exposure for making this happen. It's one of the most gorgeous silk covers of all time. A Berenz variant trade dress also going in one per box. ComicTom101.com. Use the link in the description. Join the community as we go to number four on the list. We have Amazing Spider-Man 365. The first appearance of Spider-Man 2099, but I don't agree with it. You don't agree with the preview being the first appearance, Jim? This is the first time I've ever heard of this. Yeah, call it a first preview, call it a first cameo, but I feel like Spider-Man 2099 issue number one should get that coveted first appearance tag. If you agree with Jim, stay tuned because there's another book on this hot 10 list. But until we get to that, we got to talk about this hologram cover that has faded to all hell since its debut in 1992. But on the inside, we do have a five-page preview of Spidey 2099. First appearance in preview to some, but to many collectors, the first appearance of Miguel O'Hara. This was part of the 30th anniversary four-cover hologram set that I loved growing up as a kid, and I loved those gatefold posters. But hold on now. You're telling me it's a preview, five issues of the book that he first appeared in, right? Just checking. The CGC 9.2 sold for $81, 59% above average. The 9.4 sold for $100, that's 69% above average, and there were three copies that did that. The 9.6 is up 83%, four copies sold above that average, and the 9.8 sold for $232, 16% above its $200 12-month average. Now, this book has dropped royally. The heights it reached was $775 back in 2021, and not to mention the 9.8 newsstand, which, if you recall, Jim, we've been doing this video every week for like three years now. Appreciate you, brother. This was the book, The Newsstand, that started the giant momentum that the 9-8 newsstands had to this day. We saw a height reach back in 2021 of $1,740 for this book with that barcode. Most recent sale, June of this year, $807. Man, time flies. It's fun going back in time to spot when those trends started, when they ended, because you don't really know when you're in it. And on this channel, on this video, we try to predict those future trends. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, was a standout character in the Across the Spider-Verse movie, which gives him the number four and number three spot on this list. Number three on the list, Spidey 2099, issue number one. 90s goodness, what the preview set this issue up for, and we have the first appearance in full and origin of Miguel O'Hara. And this was the person that we got introduced to in full in the movie and the world he occupies himself in that I wish we can spend more time in. And I think there could be an entire movie franchise centered around this technologically filled future. I was always a huge fan of this universe as a kid, a hundred years into the future, looking at different versions of characters that we know and love. And for us to grow up to adults and see them on the big screen, Awesome. We have a 620% increase in copies sold this week over last for this book. It's super hot. And we have an 8.5 that sold for $56, putting it 19% above its 12-month average. The 9.2 is up 73%. The 9.4 is up 65%. And get this, 
20 copies beat that 12-month average on this sale. This is an affordable comic book, and the 9.6 hit $100, which is an increase of 47% when you compare it to the recent year, and 12 copies outperformed that 12-month average this past week. The 9.8 sold for $300. That's an increase of 111%, where this book sold for under $150 all year long. And get this, 39 copies outperformed the last year average. I think it's because he's on the cover, clearly, but also because this comic was actually featured in movie, propelling this to possibly take over issue 365 of Amazing Spider-Man. It did it on this list. We also have some new stand love for this book as well. A CGC 9.6 selling for 155, 28% above its 12 month average, and the 9.8 selling for 621, 33% up. And at the list at number two, we have the first appearance of Deadpool. New Mutants 98 making it. We have some Rob Liefeld goodness. Deadpool getting pushed up six months and a Rob Liefeld signing that's happening over in Sarasota, Florida, courtesy of the CGC. Members be buying this book out across multiple grades to get some remarks and some sigs. You've got until July 23rd to get those books to CGC. And until then, we're going to see a ton of sales and a ton of more submissions. 175 more copies on the list since the last time we spoke about this on May 15th, bringing that total to 23,214 slabs. The 7.0 is up 25% when comparing it to its 12-month average. The 8.0 is up 16%. The 8.5 is up 12%. The 9.0 is up 23%. And the 9.2 is up 28%. We saw a 9.6 sale sell for 725. That's an increase of 24%. And the 9.8 sold for $1,600 this week for an increase of 5%. And it didn't stop there. A 9.6 newsstand sold for $901, almost $200 more than the direct market counterpart. And we have an increase of 14% with that barcode. The only other tidbit of news regarding Deadpool 3 besides the date change was the fact that actress Zezzy Beats was confirmed to not be reprising her role as Domino. Or is she? We know how these actors like to lie. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button. You know, when the comics get hot, we're going to be here to talk about them every single week. And the number one hottest book in the world is the first appearance of Miles Morales in Ultimate Fallout issue number four. Amy Pascal, the producer of Sony Spider-Verse, has gone on record to say that there's a live-action Miles Morales adaptation in the works, causing this book to go nuclear. And considering that this is one of the most important modern-age blue-chip books that exists, that means something. This book is pricey, and it's selling aggressively. Miles has a lot going on for him right now with the live-action news, with the Spider-Man 2 video game, and with the Across the Spider-Verse movie just crossing the $400 million mark at the box office at the time of recording. 7.5, up 31%. 8.0, up 6%. 9.2, 9%. 9.4, up 2%. We saw a 9.8 hit 23.54. The heights this book reached back in 2022 was $4,500. Despite it being down by half, it's looking better and better by the day. It's on the way up, and that Jejevic variant is holding strong in an 8.0. It sold for $4,492, which is just 5% above that 12-month average. Tom Holland saying that it would be a privilege to share a screen with Miles Morales has me so stoked. I hope that happens. However, it's going to be quite a ways away considering all the strikes that are happening right now, how long it takes to produce a movie. And Beyond the Spider-Verse is only a year away. So we're going to get a whole other Miles Morales bump before we see him on the big screen. There's a lot of time between now and then. I think there's some potential in Miles Morales' spec right now. Hit the like, slap the subscribe button, as always. Geek responsibly and stay minty fresh. Nothing said. Thanks for watching the video. I am off to watch 
this movie. I don't feel good about it, but I am excited to see Michael Keaton. We have other videos for you to check out. Enjoy them. Every Wednesday, we're on the best new app to buy and sell collectibles. That's Whatnot. You're gonna wanna be there this Wednesday. I got some choice books. Wish me luck. Have a great weekend. My dumbass making this outro video walked into the wrong theater. I'm supposed to go into number 13, not number nine. And I walked into the ending of the movie. It's Ezra's fault. It's already starting out bad. <laughs>